Hi, everybody, and welcome to Telich Talks. This week, we're talking Browns football. The Browns on Thursday officially began their training camp in Berea, Ohio. And it, of course, attracted a large amount of fans, exuberant to the nth degree they were as they watch OBJ and company try to get their jobs done on the practice field. Joining me today, a nice little chat with Daryl Ryder, longtime beat writer for the Cleveland Browns for 92.3 The Fan. He also is a very good photographer, so if you go to his social media, you will also be able to see his stuff on Instagram, the photos he takes at practice. Not just a good reporter, a solid guy in the media, but someone who has skills beyond just that. So we chatted a bit about Browns, the look for 2019, what the Browns have done in the past, and here's what we had to say as we chat today on Tellage Talks. With Daryl Ryder of 92.3 The Fan, you are a seasoned broadcast veteran covering this football team for quite a few years. What are you looking forward to the most, uh, Daryl, as we step through the first few practices? Uh, I'm looking forward to just seeing all this talent. Uh, I think that this is the most talented Browns team that they will field, uh, assuming everyone stays healthy. That's obviously number one. But I think it's the most talented Browns team we've seen in in decades, mm-hmm. almost 30 years. You go back to the, the late 80s, uh, early right. 90s when the Browns were playing in the AFC Championship game. So I, I'm really looking forward to just seeing the talent come together, how Freddie Kitchens is able to bring it together because having talent's half the battle, and the right. Browns couldn't fight that for the first 20 years that they've been back in the league. Now that they have it, uh, obviously all eyes are on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he is certainly a specimen. Uh, this will be the first time we get to see Jarvis Landry and Odell together since LSU. Right. So uh, I, I'm I'm really looking forward just to seeing the the elevated talent and the elevated play on the field. And I know that Freddie keeps stressing the uh, it's just a bunch of players right now. It's not a team. This is the time for them to make this a team. Absolutely, and and he's a hundred percent right. I really like that he isn't shying away from the goal. You know, for this franchise for years, it was, you know, you're winning four or five games a year. Um, then it became, if we can just win one game. <laughs> uh, now they're coming off a, a seven, eight, and one campaign where the expectation isn't isn't matching or just barely exceeding last year's expectation. It's it's making the playoffs. It's winning the division. It's winning the Super Bowl. I, I know that and, right. and that, and that's a little bit of a culture shock for some fans, but that's where they're at, and that's where they should be at. Like that's what being in the National Football League is all about. JT, I think is, it's a travesty if anybody plays on any team in this league and they're not thinking about that. Even if in the back of their mind they they're realistic that perhaps you've got to be thinking that way. Ab- absolutely, and when you look at both sides of the ball, you on offense they're just completely stacked. I mean, the offensive line is probably my biggest concern, but you look at the skill groups. You know, Jarvis and Odell at the top. But let's not forget Antonio Callaway and Rashard Higgins, okay? Then you look in the backfield. You've got Nick Chubb, uh, Duke Johnson, who is still here. Sorry, Duke, but you're still a Brown, and you're still going to be a Brown for a while uh, unless uh, John gets his uh, doors blown off with an offer. Uh, And then Kareem Hunt midway through the season, assuming he's able to stay on the straight and narrow. 
Um, and then you look on the defensive side of the ball that no one really talks about, and I'm just as guilty as anybody because it's an offensive league. We're all we love we love points, we love scoring, but on the on the defensive side of the ball, they they have Pro Bowl talent on that defensive line, starting with obviously Miles Garrett. Then they brought in Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson. Let's not forget about our good boy Larry Ogunjobi's in, in there as well. Um, you look at the secondary, Greedy Williams, I, I think, has Pro Bowl potential on him. The, the the rookie corner they drafted in the second round. Denzel Ward made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. If he stays healthy, Demarius Randall, let's not forget about it. I mean, the list just goes on and on, JT, on both sides of the ball, the talent that they're going to throw out there. But Freddie's right. Right now, they're just pieces and parts. And there are a lot of teams throughout the course of history where you had off seasons and you're just like, whoa, they're the Super Bowl favorites now. They they had the off season of off seasons. They want it, whatever. You're not trying to win off seasons. You're trying to win in September, October, November, December, January, and now the, the, the first weekend of February. So the Browns won the off season. No question about that. They have the talent to compete with anybody in the NFL. There are no excuses anymore. I think that that's the biggest overarching thing with this organization now. The excuses are out the window. Yeah. Okay, they have the talent to compete with the Patriots and the Chiefs and the Rams or anybody in the league. Now it's can Freddie Kitchens bring those collective pieces together as a team and they go out and prove that they can not only compete with those teams, but beat them. D-Ride, what I'm also kind of curious to see, too, is the deep ball prospects with Baker and OBJ. Um, you know, you can go to your PFF stats and say that his deep ball accuracy is, you know, you've you've combed through that stuff and it's pretty impressive. Yes. And then this is an area where I'm sure that was kind of somewhat upsetting to OBJ in New York because Eli's not that guy anymore that nope. can do that, right? Yeah. That I, dynamic is a, certainly a great possibility for him. Yeah, and, you know, the explosive plays, that's what we're going to see, you know. Uh, I, I, Baker, what is, I think, gonna make baker so good and and i I, brett Favre did an interview with the akron beacon journal and he said he sees a little bit of baker in him and whatnot and and i agree with it baker has the ability and to make something of nothing when things are going wrong he's able to flip that into a positive that's what the great quarterbacks do okay now, there's some fans and in, in media people that will flip that into a negative. Oh, well, the supporting cast isn't doing their job. and the, yeah. But Freddie Kitchens talks about it all the time, adversity. And when is it going to hit and how you handle adversity. Baker handles adversity well. Baker handles criticism well. I'm curious to see if Baker's lighting it up and we go through the season, how he handles when everyone's patting him on the back, telling him how great he is. Will he be looking for that perceived slight or someone that doesn't think that he's all that uh kind of like mj michael jordan used to and do tom in, brady too and tom brady these are the, the that's how the greats kind of that's that's part of their dna of things i a- think a- absolutely so the the thought of just of antonio callaway richard higgins odell beckham jr and jarvis landry lining up four wide I would love to see that formation. I would just love, just so I can just have a soul, uh, an ISO cam shot on the defensive coordinator when he sees that formation. It needs to be from the waist up because I have a feeling from the waist down it's not a pretty sight. So <laughs> soiled laundry, right? Soiled laundry. So I I would love to see that formation. Just see all four of those guys just hightail it and let just 
let Baker rip it down the field. So that that's when I, you know, you talk about the big play potential, those explosive plays, which we're not accustomed to. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest about it. we're not we're. And I wrote this in one of my previews uh, heading into camp, JT, that, you know, there was a day where we longed and the Browns longed for just that one explosive offensive weapon. You know, Josh Cribbs was that for years. And unfortunately, it was just Josh Cribbs. And that's nothing against him. Right. Just it was Josh Cribbs and that was it. You shut him down. You've got you've got the puzzle solved with the Browns. Okay, let's say they want to double Odell. That's fine. They've got three other receivers they can throw to. I, I'm totally didn't even mention David Njoku's name, who's a fantastic red zone target. So that's how stacked this offense is. There are just so many options, so many variables. And again, I, I, I go back to things that Freddie says, but, you know, he says there's enough footballs to go around, but we all know how superstars are made. They're made by putting up those stats. Well, what happens if one of the superstars on the team isn't putting up the the same numbers they're accustomed to, but the team is winning. Are they still going to be as happy? Freddie says yes, that they have the right players here that have that team-first mindset. I don't know that Duke Johnson fits that, but that's a different discussion. But, um, you know, overall, you know, I I, I just – I think that all that bad history that we always, you know, keep talking about in the shadows – What's great about this is none of these guys here are, are responsible for it. Uh, none of these guys here spent a lot of time. I know Miles was here for 0-16, for but uh, that's not something that they're concerned with. They're just concerned with, you know, just going out and, and, and playing the game, having fun doing it, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to win a lot of football games. Darrell, let's turn to the defense. Uh, obviously the great prospect would be Vernon and Garrett, however they're deployed, what positions they're put in, how enticing is that? Just how each of the each talent can help the other one. Yeah, well, playing complementary football on that side of the ball is, is going to be the secret to their success. And what I mean by complementary football is, is you have four guys that can just flat out get after the quarterback. Okay, and and Vernon. Miles Garrett on the bookends, and then you put Ogan Joby and uh, Sheldon Richardson in the middle of that defensive line. Right. Uh, Mike Daniels. Let's see what happens with him. He was released by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I know that I, I know the Browns have some interest in him. Definitely. We'll see if he ends up here. Uh, if he ends up here, it, it's over. Game set match. Okay. Uh, I mean, it might might be over now. To be perfectly honest with you, because they're just they're they're that good. Sure. On on the defensive side of the ball, but getting after the quarterback will allow them, especially in the secondary, you know, uh, to create those turnovers and, and, and create those negative plays for the opposing offense. On the flip side, secondary should be able to cover to buy even more time for those defensive linemen to get after the quarterback. I mean, we you, you look at last year, I, I counted about a dozen plays where Miles Garrett was like just a half a second away from a, another another sack yeah. okay uh so if that secondary can get him that extra half a second now you, you see where i'm going with that so that's why i i look at that side of the ball even though they're overshadowed by the offense right now and and i think that they have the potential to be one of the better units in the league the question with there is basically their depth and are they deep enough because we know the NFL's war of attrition. If you sustain an injury here or there, can be crippling. Um, but um, most most of the battles here in camp on that side of the ball, JT, they're for backup roles because the most of the starting 11 is pretty much set. 
uh, Daryl, they're going to be obviously a national TV, you know, darling this year. There's got so many dates where they're going to be playing when they, on times of the the week that they aren't used to per se. Uh, how will they handle that? How will they handle being on national TV games, being so, you know, all the ESPNs are here and the, the, the NFL networks, you know, to cover just practice. How will they be, are there enough personalities in this building, leadership personalities to be able to handle that type of some, not, I don't know if it's a ver- adversity, but that a tougher workload, if you will. Yeah, I mean, the schedule is going to be different every week. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest about it. The days of kicking off every Sunday at 1 o'clock are over. Yeah, and again, welcome back to the National Football League Cleveland Browns because this is the modern way the game is played. Odell Beckham Jr., he's used to it. Playing in New York, he played its you know Sunday, Monday night games all the time. You know, the Browns got the, the token Thursday night game, so there's some guys that are used to playing on that short week, and one of their games comes on a short week, and one of the most important games on the schedule comes yeah. on the short week, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers there in November after they uh, they play the Buffalo Bills. They'll play the they'll host the Steelers four days after that Bills game. So um, that is a, another dynamic that they're going to have to deal with, JT, is that you know they're not going to have a rhythm or a set schedule each and every week as far as it being the same time for everything they're going to have to adjust um they go uh i think they go to san francisco and then they come back home and that's a monday night game by the way in san francisco and then they come back home sunday and they host seattle that's not that's a difficult turnaround there so uh, it was nice that they gave them the bye before they have to play the Patriots. Uh, thank you very much, league office there. But uh, it is it, that is going to be one of the challenges that they're going to have to uh, deal with is that they're not going to have that rhythm and that pattern of playing every day, every Sunday at 1 o'clock. They're going to be playing on Monday night. They're going to play on Sunday night. They're going to play on Thursday night. And again, that's what happens when you're relevant in the National Football League. Everybody wants a bite at the apple. And I can tell you, when the schedule makers were putting this 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 uh, season schedule together, everybody wanted a part of the Cleveland Browns to the point of the league had said, okay, you know, pump pump the brakes here. I think three of their first five games are primetime games, and they, uh, you know, have the potential to have one or two games later in the season to be flexed as well. Wow, that's an, an interesting scenario when you look at how the league office, the league powers that be, regard this franchise now. And obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to to derive this conclusion that it's such a far cry from what you know they probably just winced when they thought of the Cleveland Browns in most recent years. All right, let's wrap this up. Reasonable expectation, record-wise, where you see this going. I, I I have the mark set at 10. Okay. Because I look at last year, they could have won two to four extra games. And they won seven games last year. So you're talking between nine and 11 wins with that team a year ago. That was their potential. They didn't live up to their potential. They did in the second half, down yeah. the stretch. But early in the season, they, they weren't playing to their potential. And that's why Hugh Jackson got fired. So uh, if that was what they could have done last year, and then you look at what was added this year, I think it stands the reason that, you know, the necking it up so i'm setting the bar at 10 okay Uh, i think playoffs uh i don't know if they're going to win the division every year i write off the pittsburgh steelers i I admit when i'm wrong and every year i'm wrong so this year i'm not going to make that mistake again i'm not going to write off the pittsburgh steelers the baltimore ravens i think are a very intriguing team in this division uh the secret to their success is going to be lamar jackson it's the same thing we said for years here it comes down to the quarterback um 
I've gotten mixed accounts out of Baltimore about Lamar and his 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 progress and ability to throw the football accurately down the field. Um, if he has developed that part of his game, Baker v. Lamar every twice a year is going to be, be a, fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So for this team this year, I think ten wins is a very reasonable expectation. Making the playoffs, either wild card or by the division. Maybe they win a game in January, but I think that that's a, that is a, a process too. You know, you you got to get there first. Uh, they they haven't done that in 17 years. They got the longest drought going. They haven't won a division in 30 years. So this, it's not hyperbole, JT. This is setting up to potentially be a historic year for this franchise. But again. They got to go out and do it. They have the talent. There are no excuses why this team cannot be successful. I can give you 150 scenarios, though, why this thing can go wrong. That's uh, because you've been here for these years covering this team, and you, you understand that. If it has gone wrong, or, or if it can go wrong, it has. And I always said for years, if the Browns didn't have bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. But you can't think in in those terms, and that and that's I you know you can't be a, you can't live in your fears, you can't you can't be afraid of that spotlight. Sure. And I think that's an important message, even for fans. Like, this is fun. Like, enjoy this, win or lose. Enjoy the fact that your team is relevant. Enjoy the fact that you've got uh, a superstar. You've got the LeBron James of the National Football League on your right roster in, in Odell Beckham Jr. I. I don't remember ever seeing any Browns jerseys for sale overseas except for when they were playing in London yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. And there's a wall of Odell and Baker jerseys for sale uh, overseas. So um, enjoy this. This this is what being a fan is all about for you that are, that are listening. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride. It's not going to be a smooth ride. It never is. It's never a smooth ride for the New England Patriots, and they right. got six all Super Bowl rings. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I, I would tell fans to just – Soak it in. Enjoy it. It's been a long time coming. Enjoy your team. Root, you know, root for them, all that. And, uh, you know, hopefully that these guys under Freddie Kitchens can do what everyone expects them to do, and that is win and win often. He is Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan. Also, podcast The Cleveland Sports Beat with James Rapine. Give that a check. Uh, subscribe to that. Help these guys out if you can. Great coverage of the Cleveland Browns. Look forward to uh, following you and your coverage of the team this season. Thanks, D. Wright. Thank you, JT. Always good to talk to you. Thanks very much, Daryl, for the nice chat. We look forward to keeping tabs with you and other beat reporters for the Browns as this season of 2019 continues to roll along. We're posting this on Friday, the second day of camp. In a few days, we'll have another episode. That will be with Jake Burns, who works for Cleveland.com, among other broadcasting and media platforms. And he has an interesting way of looking at the game of football and how he reports on it. It's an X's and O's based thing. It's looking at alignments, how you have key personnel, and how different routes are run by specific receivers, that type of stuff. I think that way of reporting football is becoming more and more in vogue, and Jake is kind of on the front leading edge of that type of coverage. So we'll have Jake coming up on our next episode. Thanks again to Daryl Ryder, and we'll see you guys the next time on Telich Talks.